0: Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ungakuru, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is a very special podcast, hosted on the lovely date of October 23rd, 2020. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna.
1: Oh, Genki. Minasan, konnichiwa.
0: Oh, Ganky indeed. And we have a lovely special guest by the name of Cap. How you doing? Hello, hello. So I would like to extend a welcome to you and say hello. This is our first time ever kind of going on the air and meeting and have an actual guest that isn't related to us on <laughs> on this podcast. So you
2: know, thanks for having me. I'm I'm pretty excited.
0: So I, I, I just gotta ask what what is your favorite genre of the Japanese music before we kind of go into everything?
2: um it's a little tough man i you know I listen to a lot of different stuff. I would say if there's a female vocalist involved, I'm probably checking it out, but mostly I listen to rock uh and a little bit of like hip hop r and b type stuff I see I see cool, cool, cool female hmm. so
0: I gotta ask who's your you have a favorite band or group or an artist that you like to yeah, listen to, go back to every so often?
2: Definitely I would say without a doubt my favorite band is Gotchetic Spin. Um Gatetic Spin. Yeah, Gotchetic Spin's uh, they're kind of a girls rock slash anything you can imagine genre band, but uh, I got pulled in because they're bass player. I, I play a little bit of bass, and, and uh, their bass player, F Chopper Koga, is kind of like I mean, she's like top tier bassist in Japan, so.
0: Oh, nice. Nice, yeah. nice. I think you and me are cut from the same cloth, because I usually like, like bass players as well, because I play bass as well. <laughs> Excellent and company mostly to be in. Yeah. <laughs> mostly if I get If I really like a band, I look at the bass player and see how they perform, and then that really just sucks me in, usually.
2: Yeah, Yeah, same here.
0: Yeah.
2: So So now you've you've got a new band to check out, right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I will. I will. You got to give me the information after this, and I'll definitely check them out. Hmm. But yeah, this is a very special episode here, as we're kind of going back on one of our first... Artist spotlights as we're going to be kind of revisiting an old artist of the name of Scandal. So, this our first artist spotlights was about two years ago.
1: It was like February or March of 2018. I know yeah. we did it in 2018, but it was early. Yeah.
0: It was yeah. right around when Honey released.
1: That was yeah. February, March 2018.
0: February. It was Valentine's Day. Yes. So it's it's been a while since we talked about Scandal, and a lot has happened, honestly. And first off, I kind of want to go into this with you, Cap, as Luna here talked about that you really liked Scandal, and yeah. you wanted to kind of talk about them. Do you have a favorite song by them? If it's either before Kiss of the Darkness, or was it during Kiss of the Darkness, or...
2: Yeah, sure. Um, well, it's always tough to pick a single song. Uh, and I don't know how other Scandal fans feel. So whoever's listening to this, if I pick some song that you think is terrible, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I I came into Scandal a little bit late, like probably late 2017 is when I started listening to them. And the really early stuff I didn't really get into, which is why it took me a while. Yeah. Um, mm. But my band, we played uh, Shunkan Sentimental. That was the first song that I really got into. And it's a really good, like, driving rock song. Um, and then Honey came out. And I think, you know, beginning to end, that's a really great album. And, and I think that they put out some really good tracks on that album. Uh, my favorite song, I think, out of their entire discography is Maduo Akitara which is on the honey album and probably right behind that is take me out.
0: Oh, okay. That's, that's very interesting. That is very, very interesting that you say honey. Cause from my recollection from honey, I mean, we were kind of okay with it, but we didn't really love it all all. If I remember, did that sentiment change between you two over the last couple of years?
3: Honestly, I haven't had much of a chance to go back and listen to it, but I, I mean, I don't remember outright. I knew when we did it, it wasn't my favorite album. I think my favorite album is still uh, Queens or Trump, but it—it, it, I do remember it being a solid album overall. I didn't get a chance to re-listen to it before today, unfortunately, but yeah, I vaguely remember it being a, a pretty decent album
1: so i actually re-listened to it recently because i've been on a scandal kick for the last couple weeks i will say my favorite album will probably always be best scandal or temptation box more best scandal because that's when i came into them around shojo s so for me i will say honey's good over is probably my favorite track in the album and Take Me Out was also probably my second favorite track. From and
0: Honey, I remember Platform Syndrome was a really good, solid yes. track from yeah. all of us. It
1: was a good way to start the album out, because really listening to it, it jumps out at you. So, I mean, I think it's solid. It's not my favorite, but I still think it's actually really good. It's better than Yellow, because Yellow is still my least favorite.
3: <laughs> my, I think my least favorite album was actually their World Tour album which hello world. Blanking hello world. Yeah. I think that one was my least favorite. Cause there's only like only one song on that album. I really, really enjoyed. And that was canned beer. Uh, the rest of the album was okay. And there was one, there was actually one song I don't like. And it's like the only song in their whole discography I don't like is on that album. So I was like, well, uh, I think that's going to land it into my least favorite category. I really, really liked yellow. I thought yellow had a, Quite a few songs that I thought were enjoyable. I know Love is just a fantastic Stamp was song.
1: good. And Stamp was really good. And of course, I accidentally hit a button and almost started playing it.
3: Uh, Stamp is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, like, so I, I love that. I did one. forget
1: I didn't care for Hello World either. And I own like every, almost every album too. But um, I mean, I still think Honey is solid. I think I like Kiss from the Darkness equal or a little better. But that's maybe because I've listened to it all week. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So my sentiments could change if I binge a certain album.
2: Yeah, I've got a lot of hours on Honey. It, for me, you know, um, from the first time I listened to it, I never skipped a song, uh, mm. which I can't say about every album that I listen to. Right. Um, and yeah, so no,
0: no, I, I completely it, understand.
2: Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I think that, you know they at that time you know this is fairly recent they were also kind of at the top of their musicianship game as well right you know when when they started out they were all very good musicians as well but uh you could really see the level of playing in that album i thought
0: Mm, no no i completely understand like for me it didn't really change all too much my top song of all time by them is still haruka um, like their whole baby action album is really solid in my personal opinion. That you got that pride, love, survive. You got a lot of good solid tracks. You got Tokyo skyscraper, which I a- absolutely love. But Haruka on there, and then honestly, this
1: is kind of a cheat
0: because there is a song by them that's actually a cover that actually really really do like.
1: Secret base Kimiga, Ijeba. yeah, it's
0: secret base. Yeah. The actually their version of Secret Base is absolutely fantastic.
1: It it is actually really good. I still like Zone's better. However, Scandal did an amazing job and they definitely are up there with Zone. So, yeah. I just have a lot of memories with Zone, which is for me I go in their favor, but I think Scandal did an amazing like on that the whole cover album they did in general was very good.
0: Yeah. That's that's one thing that I ended up really, really liking because that was my other introduction. Obviously, I got Temptation Box because I, I, I've been a fan of them for a while now since Sojo S, and I've I've gone to a, a handful of their concerts. Oh, nice. they, they had one here. This is when they were kind of starting out around that time. I think they just released Haruka, so I want to say, yeah, 2011, 2012, I want to say around there. They, they had a concert at some anime convention. And the reason why I went to the anime convention was to go see them. And then when I went to go study abroad, I actually got to go to one of their lives in in Yokohama Arena. Oh, and cool. it was unfortunate because at the time, I invited the both of them. And Luna didn't have money. <laughs> oh, no, you had to go see f- a friend of yours, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I
1: went to Tokyo to see a friend. And since it was like two days before we were going to leave... And that's why I'm like, like, and I couldn't switch the days with my friend to meet up with her. So I, I'm just like, crap. And I regret to this day not going to see them live.
3: Oh, I have a much bigger regret because when Ken invited me, I wasn't a fan of Scandal yet. I, oh, I had only no. heard like shojo s like once or something, and I just wasn't like, I just was not a fan of them. And then like right after I got back from japan the first album i listened to was their temptation box album and fell in love with it and became the fan like right after i got back on u.s soil and haven't been back since and so i haven't had a chance to go see them so i've been really kicking myself i should have went and seen them when i was invited but I was like, well, I'm I'm not too familiar with the band, so I don't know like how much fun I would have if I went. And now now I've I've been like regretting it ever since. I was like, man, my timing sucks.
2: So I've never seen them live, and I've now missed three opportunities. I believe I tried to see them last year for they had a New Year's show. I think it was New Year's, yeah. right? Um, yeah, and it I, was
0: a New Year's show, if I remember.
2: I joined the fan club so that I could get tickets but like you know i didn't read the fine print because i'm not that kind of guy right so so you had (laughs) to be you had to be a member before they announced the tickets right to Uh, to you know so i i mean i I joined the fan club and couldn't couldn't really make use of it and then i had tickets to see them in texas and in georgia this year and of course you know the world decided that they're not going to ever have concerts again so <laughs> I haven't seen them yet.
0: <sighs> yeah, no I've I've seen them on three separate occasions. Like after that concert in Yokohama, I went to a a Summer Fest. I went to Rock in Japan actually, and they were p- performing there. Oh, yeah. So they are tied with Hyde, actually, mm-hmm. the 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 singer Hyde, as the group or artist that I've seen the most live. <laughs> Because I've seen Hyde on four or five different occasions now. (laughs) Yeah, either with his band Vamps or as Lark or by himself. I've seen him uh, combined to another thing five times. Mm -hmm. Indirectly, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) The the last time was indirectly. I was just like, oh, he's playing? I might as well just go see him. It's not the same rock festival, so... Yeah, let's actually kind of go in from there to kiss in the darkness and this is their first album after leaving Sony Japan and going on to their own their own label titled her which is a it's it's interesting how you would talk about it because it's technically a sub label of Victor mm-hmm. so it's they' they're, they're by themselves but not but her by them the label her by itself is they ended up being coming like this huge like whole multimedia thing so it's about fashion and stories and ph- photography as well so it's very interesting if you want to go more into depth about their label you can it's not just music so to speak but overall what do we think of the the album as a whole since uh, you're the guest here cap why don't you go first
2: sure yeah um I really liked it. I think uh, starting out, it, I I wasn't sure that it was going to be an album that I really liked. Um, you know. But I, I spent some time with it, listened to to quite a bit. Uh, maybe, again, it'll be unpopular with some people, but I think that they took some cues from what they did with Honey in that there's several different genres influencing different songs. So they've kind of got, I think, like an overarching theme uh but they approached it from a bunch of different ways which which i felt they did on their previous album as well um and you know as a as a bass player i want to comment that the bass tone of tomomi was like really cool on all these songs like all the rock songs she's like really clanky and and like heavy sounding uh and then you know they switched her to just like smooth you know jazz feel when they had more jazzy songs and Uh, I think they did a really good job in producing uh, her bass sound in particular.
1: So as a whole, I thought it was very well done and very well composed. I liked how they started off with Tonight, just because they started out with this more lighthearted song. So they started out with this more lighthearted song, and then it went, you know, with their second song, Masterpiece, it went a little bit harder. Even though it, it started out more heavy, it evened out. And I like how they did the album in general, just because you have some that are a little more poppy, you have some that are a little bit more rock. So it was a good combination of their older stuff and some of the, they're a little bit newer style too. And I think it's a good transitional album for if you're an old Scandal fan and you've been listening to them for forever and a day you're going to enjoy it. And if you're a newer fan, it's also a good album to start with. And then you can work your way backwards from there as well. So I just think it's a great combination of who Scandal is. I thought this
3: was a really, really solid album overall. I felt like it was a, in some ways, it's a return to form. I think part of the goal of this album was to capture fans who really came in on Scandal- at different parts of their career, because you have songs that are reminiscent of like their later Sony record label days, and then there's songs reminiscent of their earlier stuff. So you you kind of have a good blend of both of them, and it really just shows how much these girls have grown in experience and over time. And I really really wound up enjoying this. It's still not my favorite album by them, but it's probably in my top five, which is pretty good. And I felt like this is it's I'm as good as this album was. I'm more interested to see what the next album is going to look like, because I'm interested to see how they're going to evolve their style and try to see if they're going to keep up this blend of like different songs for different seasons or if they're going to you know, lean back into like their older rock style, or if they're going to lean more into their um, pop style in their late Sony years. So I'm more interested in that as much as I did enjoy this album, but this album is a lot of fun. And like I said, if you're a Scandal fan, there's a song on here for you. I promise you, because there are songs for different seasons of the band so i it in some ways it's kind of a greatest hits in some ways it's not because they're all origi- new original songs but different styles from different seasons so i really really liked it i felt like this was a pretty strong performance overall and i am very eager to see what they do next
0: no actually i actually really love this album this is probably my second or third favorite album by them of all time overall it's a really solid album and it is a great, like what you guys were saying earlier, a great transitional album to kind of shift into this new era of Scandal, what it ends up being. And like like you said, Greg, I really can't wait to see what their next release is going to be. Kind of listening to the digital singles that they released after this, they kind of keep on the same way, but I can't wait to kind of see the vision as a whole, so to speak for their next album, which, whichever that may be, but yeah. I mean, you, do you guys have any particular songs that you want to kind of point out on this that really stood out to you or didn't stand out to you? What, why don't you go first, Kat?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I can give you notes on, on all of them. (laughs) If we want to (laughs) Um, go right ahead. If you really want (laughs) to, Uh so for me I would say uh, let me start with the songs that uh I really like and and I you know uh I think w- we all have kind of similar opinions on on some of these. Uh Laundry Laundry I think is really great. The the bass and the intro is really cool. The vocals are really good. Uh and I was not at all surprised to find out that you know not only is it Tomomi singing it but you know she wrote the song. Uh, you know, I uh, said it earlier, but I, I like Tomomi a lot. So uh, that one's really top of the list. I think for me, though, Neon Town Escape is my favorite song on the album. Uh, you know, it's kind of jazzy, kind of funky, feels a little sexy. Uh, there's not a lot of processing on the vocals. Like it feels really natural, which I really liked. And I think that's. Uh, Uh, I think that's really nice and and there's some pretty cool stuff with the bass you know Tomomi's kind of mimicking the vocals at some points and doing those kind of you know funk and jazz tricks with the bass which I really like Uh, and I kind of thought it it almost sounded like something that you might have heard on like Cowboy Bebop like if there there was an an anime song on the the album I think this was it and and not in the like any song genre but in in like that kind of cool rock genre and i think um skeet was probably my other uh really top song i like the singer songwriter feel on it a little bit of like a 90s like top 40 ish kind of like you know in the mid 90s we had a lot of those singer songwriter rock kind of things going on and it had that feel to it which you know uh i'm not as young as some people out there and and that appeals to me yeah so i think those are those are the ones i really liked masterpiece like was pretty cool i i almost want them to take that intro and write a different song with just the intro (laughs) and then and then take the rest of it and and do that you know um pop punk kind of thing that they did Mm. if i was really missing anything on the album i think i I wanted a little more rock out of the rock songs you know and that one kind of did that same thing to me yeah i think i mean those are broad strokes like i can you know I think we can talk more about, about other songs as people are getting into them. Oh, I also really did like, I wanted to talk about Tonight. Um, it's a pretty, I, I thought it was a good song the first time I heard it and, and it pulled me into the album really well. The There's like a disco bass uh, underneath it, which mm-hmm. I don't think you pick up right away, which is cool. Uh, and also, I don't know if we're really talking about the videos or not, but of all the videos that came out from this album, I think that was the best video.
0: Oh, yeah. Not, not so much the videos, but I understand from the disco bass thing or the tempo there, and I totally forgot to ask you, and but you did answer it there. That who was your favorite member of Scandal? Like if, oh, yeah. if not Tomomi, who who it's else? Definitely be there. It's
2: definitely Tomomi. There's not even a. I don't think there's even a second place for me. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, you know, because she, like, she looks the coolest when she plays. She plays the bass, which makes her an automatically cooler person than anyone else in the band. Uh, and I, I she does totally great vocals. Understand? So, you know, totally what else understand. could you want? If she launches a solo career, I'll follow to her on <laughs> tour.
0: I'll be right behind you, bro. <laughs> yeah, this this kind of goes into a little funny story here that when I went to go see them when they came to California... So this was my first time that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to California. I'm, I'm, I'm actually leaving my island of Hawaii to go follow a band somewhere. So I bought my base because they gave no information about the signing because there was going to be a signing. But they gave no information about it. So I bought my base, thinking that I'm like, well, I as much as I care about the, getting the sign from the other members, I really want Tomomi sign the most. So I brought my base and then right when – we were doing the signing and they were asking Q&A and stuff, they told us yeah, no, it's only going to be their their special edition like sign card that we'll be able to get signed. Yeah. I was really, really crushed but the thing was, is when we went to go say hi to them and get the sign, Tomomi pointed that out she goes is that a bass guitar that you have there and i go yeah yeah oh, i'm so happy that you brought that and i'm like oh yeah unfortunately you couldn't sign it she's like yeah unfortunately we we can't sign anything else but it's really cool that you brought that yeah so yeah. i was like really really happy that's super cool and at the end of it we got to do like they they really take to the idol thing too we got to do a handshake of them. It was only for the VIP members. I spent like $300 for this VIP pass, but it was worth it. And we got to ask them questions and do a handshake. And it was the best because she remembered that I brought the base. Yeah, she goes, Oh, you team. didn't bring it this time. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of my favorite memories of them. And yeah, I've, I've always loved, talking about tomomi specifically
2: <laughs> so it'll have to be for another episode but i have a somewhat similar story about getting my base signed by koga of gacharik spin so oh my goodness uh, i, I, I kind of did the same thing because i didn't know if anyone would allow them to sign it or not so yeah that's super cool
0: <laughs> yeah the, ne- the next time i'm gonna I gotta talk about all these other stuff because, like, I, I I go to Japan now just specifically for concerts. the The going to Japan part is always the the second part, but it's mostly to go for these concerts. And I've always tried to get a sign from everyone that I try to go now. So, but but yeah, sorry for that little sidetrack there. Luna, what do you what did you think of specific songs from this from this album?
1: So, I'll start off with my favorite one, which is Ceramic Blue. So that struck a chord to me is so Haruna is my favorite. And to me, like this one, I guess stuck out because she did most of the vocals on it. You know, her vocals were more prominent. So I liked it one for that reason. And two, I just love the beat of it. The chorus. I mean, the guitar work. I liked everything about it. And I found myself gravitating toward that. However, I will say Laundry Laundry is almost a tie-in as my favorite but it's it's second but it's coming up there mainly because it is a very catchy catchy tune that chorus and plus tomomi's voice is just so sweet and it's so nice and also like you said uh cap with the bass guitar work in that song like you really hear tomomi in this i mean not only did she write it but it's like her song and it also didn't help that i've been doing a lot of laundry this week so now whenever i do laundry i sing the song so this is my new, like, theme.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but in general, I mean, as soon as I heard it, I fell in love with it. And it was one I didn't have to listen to more than once to fall in love with. I also think... Um, I also really enjoyed the chorus in Seishu Heiki Kimi. I it, That song was just... It, so I didn't like the auto-tuning in it. So it's like a love-hate relationship. I love the chorus of it because it is so catchy. And it gets stuck in your head but my issue with it is the auto tuning and some of it so it's like that i love it but i also hate it be i like to hear scandals voices i think they all have amazing voices so i don't like it when someone auto tunes their music when they can sing and they're fantastic at it mm. so and so masterpiece was one i i was iffy on i love tonight because i thought it was the perfect way to start out their album as i i I've never seen them live, and I still regret it—not going with you to Yokohama Arena. But I own some of their lives in DVD, and so the kind of off-off show, Ken and I were talking about this about they start off when they start off their shows, it's something a little more poppy, idly, and that way they come into the arena and get their instruments. So tonight actually is kind of metaphoric to that, and like Cap says, it's very like disc, y too. So it's a great entrance into this album as it's kind of like you know if you were at their live show this would be a great opening track or opening you know set song so to me this is a great way to start off the album in that aspect and then when it goes into masterpiece it just kind of intrigued me of how they switch over and masterpiece is one I wish if it was heavier than it was however I end up ended up really enjoying that one and Suki I love their ballads and this one's no exception. It reminded me of koi like I said before, and I I just fell in love with it. It is absolutely beautiful, the composition, everything about it. So, but those are some of the ones that just automatically stuck out to me.
3: Yeah, so uh the song that really took and stole my heart was Suki. It was very reminiscent of my absolute favorite song of all time of the band and that was Koe, And that's Koei. Uh, I just really, really enjoyed Suki. I learned over the years of doing the show, I gravitate toward vocal-intensive performances and vocal-heavy performances, and this one's probably the most vocal-intensive on the album, and I I just tend to gravitate towards those more emotional songs. So Suki was the biggest one I absolutely loved. Uh, AMD KJ is a really fun headbanger if you like just like a good old rock like get you going song uh which is the 10th uh track on the album one of those songs that i really really liked was Mabataki because early in their career you, you know you would have Tomomi and Haruna who would you know they would duet songs and those wound up being my favorite songs. Like when you go back to my top five from when we did our artist spotlight, like two songs on there were were duet songs that they did because I always, I always liked it. You know, when like, you know, one sings like part of the chorus and then like the other one sings like the other part of the chorus, they really had really good tag teaming and over time, like Tomomi stops doing that. Like they just kind of let, a person sing a song. And so they they hadn't duetted in a long time. But Mabataki they, they brought it back for this song and it's really great. It's really good. I wish they would do more songs like Mabataki because those are really, really good songs. Those two really understand and know how to work with each other. And you hear it in that song. It's really fantastic, really great. And again, Laundry Laundry, it just... It's the heart of this album, I think. In a lot of ways, it's just such a sweet and adorable song. There's technical reasons why it's great. It's lovely to hear Tomomi singing, uh, but at the end of the day, it's just an absolutely adorable song. And if you if you can't like Laundry Laundry, there, I think there's something wrong with you. It's just a <laughs> superb, superb song. Other than that, I like every song on this is. In, in my opinion fantastic i think the only song i have a quibble with is um saishu heki kimi and that's because of the auto-tuning in the beginning but you know it's just the opening and once the song gets going it gets a lot better but and they've used auto-tuning in the in the past on a couple of songs that i thought they they did really well but this time i was like eh, it's a little over auto-tuned if, if you're going to use it, kind of go light on it, and they went really heavy on it, and I was like, ah, just not feeling the opening for that. But everything else I wound up really, really liking overall, but I did want to talk about, like, those specific ones because those are definitely the highlights for me.
0: I'm really surprised that you're not talking about Neotown Escape.
3: I mean, I, I liked it, but not as much as everybody else did, and everybody else has pretty much said anything I could possibly say about it, so... I'll, I'll I only say,
0: <laughs> I only say that because the saxophone player on that is the same saxophone player for Lucky Tapes.
3: Oh, I, I, I honestly, I, I listened, to, I've listened to Neon Town Escape, but I've had a lot going on. I didn't even notice there was a sax in there.
2: <laughs> I was wondering who played on it, actually.
0: Yeah, his name is Daisuke Murakami, and he's from the band Lucky Tapes, which is a Jazz fusion band. So and yeah, they're actually they're re- really good. Really, really solid. Like one of my my personal favorites. It's like really interesting that because like I delved into more information about the album overall and Haruna really, really likes Lucky Tape, so that's why it was actually really interesting to kinda talk to listen to Neo Town Escape and kind of feel that vibe. It it does have that nineties J pop feel and has that funky fresh style, but Having like that sax and the trumpet player and all that really does help, <laughs> in my personal opinion, and just a couple couple tracks that I actually really did like is obviously Laundry Laundry uh, Laundry Laundry. It has Tomomi. It's written by Tomomi and vocals Tomomi. I, I, there's nothing more I can say about that. <laughs> it just has Tomomi <laughs> as the main thing there, and. It's one of my favorites. Town Escape, obviously. Like, we just kind of got into there. It has that Lucky Tapes kind of flair. And I absolutely love Lucky Tape, So, it's it's really, really good and really solid overall. You got Saishu Heikikimi. Now, I do have a dent with the auto-tuning. But everything else, the overall arrangement, the composition of the track is actually amazing. And... If you guys don't know, Mami is the only person that plays the guitar on this one. Haruna doesn't. It, she, she mostly does the singing on this particular track. So It's one of the rare tracks that it's only one guitar player that's playing. And after that, you got... I did like Suki as well. I'm more of a vocal-heavy person, so if you have a very vocal-heavy track, I'm going to love it. But one of the last that's out there is Tonight tonight is really really solid and it is one of their songs that you can transition into playing or it's a great intro for like a live and stuff like that that they can kind of go all out and then kind of go into transitioning into playing so it's really solid overall but is there any tracks that we kind of feel like didn't really work or wasn't really for you
2: so for me um, fuzzy I skipped a couple of times when I first started listening to it. Um, but it grew on me. I, you know, it's it's kind of a fun song. Um, but I probably didn't really need it. I also, I don't know if we're talking about the secret song or not, the hidden 12th track. Um,
0: yeah, the You Go Girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: it's kind of cool, but I don't think it really fit the album. And I think it was interesting that they didn't release uh, In the City uh, because they said it didn't fit with the theme of the album Uh, because that's a really cool song. I kind of actually think that that one fits a little more than You Go Girl does. (laughs) Uh, And then I know I'm a little bit in the minority, but I really didn't love AMDKJ that much. Uh, The video is pretty cool. Uh, and it did grow on me over time, but I, I think my real takeaway on it was it will be a much cooler song live, I think, than it, than it is on a recorded album.
1: So I felt the same way about Fuzzy, to be honest. The first time I heard it, I didn't care for it, and it took a while to grow on me, and I think the only thing out of that one that ended up sticking with me was the chorus, but it's still one of the songs I'm not going to listen to first. It'll be like the last song. I would choose. Um, I would say really that was the main miss for me. I, I like Kinembi, but I also felt like it was just there and it didn't stick out like the rest of the tracks did. So I think those are the main ones.
3: Yeah, uh, the only one that, like I said, I had any quibbles with was Saishu Heki uh, Kimi. And other than that, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole album I, I don't really have anything negative to say about any of the others so all positives on my end
0: yeah no like i agree with both cap and luna here fuzzy was kind of a myth on me at first i was kind of like listening to it and i'm like i don't understand what was the appeal of the song when it first released <laughs> but then i i mean i understand but i it still doesn't do it for me so to speak and then same, I I kind of didn't really care about AMD KJ. I mean, but that's just just me. Also, I kind of didn't really care for it all too much. But besides those two, everything else was really solid. Yeah, I mean, overall, if you were to give it a best out of three, if you were to give it a number, so to speak, what? from one to three, what would you kind of give it?
2: Ooh, one to three. That's pretty hard. Um, uh, it, yeah.
0: it's, it's the, non, it's the most non-bias, non biased and not in middle grading scheme. It's the perfect grading scheme. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was going to say the same um, thing. That's a weird scale. I don't
2: think I can give it a three, but it's pretty close. I mean, it's like, I feel, I feel like, uh, I'm doing a disservice if I say it's a two. Right. But, um, you know it would be my favorite Scandal album if it was a 3 out of 3 right yeah so 2.6 <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well I so was going to jokingly man. say 2.5 when it came my turn so thank you for t- taking my joke cap <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for me I'd say about a mm, It's not a 2, but it's also not a 2.5 for me because I have ones that will go before it. I would probably say a 2.4. I I still think it's a really good album. Um, I guess it's maybe like a 2.4 to 2.5. I'm really on that teetering mark of I want to give it a 2.5. But there's also albums I like more. So it's, I guess if you go, I only... There are only a few missed tracks. I guess it'd be a 2.5. I changed my answer. 2.5 final.
0: <laughs> uh, for me, it's solid, too. I, like like I said, it's not, It's one It's one of their more bitter albums as of right, late. But it's not going to beat my favorite album. It's not going to beat Temptation Box. It's not going to beat all that. And the, the myths that I did have with the album did really <laughs> infect overall how I enjoyed it. And it doesn't really include the secret track, you gold girl. <laughs> that kind of really miffed me as well. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a solid two if I had to grade it right here and there. And that it, it didn't really help with everything else. And you said 2.5? Uh, well,
3: right? I, I didn't know if we could do decimals or not. I was going to jokingly say 2.5, but everyone else is stuck to 2.5. But yeah, um, prob- probably in that 2.5-ish area is seriously what I would, what I would be thinking because like I said, my favorite album is Queens are Trump and that's their heaviest rock album too. And in, in my humble opinion, and just that one pound, pound, for pound has like the most amount of songs on it. I genuinely love, but you know, it's really this album. I like it a lot more than most of their, like everything that came after Queens are Trump like I like it better than standard. I liked it better than hello world. I liked it better than yellow. So it, it is a lot better than some of their old, some of their other ones that they had did. So th- that's why like, I'm really high on it. The, the part that it gets tricky is where you're getting into albums like baby action temptation box. Like it, that one's hard. I, I don't know if I like this one more than I do those. But it's I'm pretty high on it, like I said, and I, I think 2.5 is pretty fair uh, if if we can't do decimals, it'd, it'd be a two obviously. But yeah, about 2.5 ish or so because it, it's really really good. There's like two or three albums I like a little bit more than this. but this is in my in my opinion, I think it's one of their better albums they've had in a long time, and I am hyped for the future.
0: Yes, yes, no, that's that's for darn sure. I'm looking forward to what they have for the future now after this and if they're going to so-called beat it, so to speak. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, I want to say thank you, Cap, for joining us on this episode. And this was kind of a very special episode. We don't usually do these kind of reviews for albums, so to speak. I would love to have you on a normal episode so we can pick apart what's new in the, the Oricon charts. I would love to hear another another voice and another opinion about the charts.
2: Oh, yeah, that'd be great.
0: So, yeah, where where can we find you on all the social media stuff and what you usually do?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm a contributor, editor, writer, translator, whatever else you want to call it for unijolt.com. That's U N I J O lt.com uh and you can also find us on twitter instagram facebook with the same handle unijolt but uh all of our all of our website stuff's all in english so if you want to read about you know if you want to read cool band interviews and occasional uh, music news uh, we're a pretty good place to check it out
0: nice 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 But yeah, you can find us on all the social media sites here at ongakudu on Twitter and Instagram. You can find this website at ongakudu.com. You can find all of our affiliates. First is our lovely Twitch streamer called Hunter. He is our good friend and he plays a lot of the retro horror games. You can find him at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also find our other affiliate, Timbertaf. He is a variety gamer. He just beat Doom the 2016, if I remember correctly. That's when he came out. 2016. Doom 2016. Yeah, Doom 2016. Yeah, he just beat that. Yeah, that's correct. he might do Eternal, he might not. I'm not too sure what he's going to do. But you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Timbertaf, T i m b r t a f t. You can also follow Luna's sister, Rose, who's been doing all the lovely stuff with Genshin Impact and Monster Hunter World. I'm pretty sure she was trying to beat Fatalist the other day, so good luck with her, because Fatalist is a hard mother-effer. mother, mother effer, So,
3: <laughs> you, that is 100% true. That dude will wreck you in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, K I T T Y. You can also find our affiliate fangirl has no name she is also a variety streamer who does very much help out with these of the Zoda community there so you can check her out at twitch.tv fangirl has no name f-a-n-g-i-r-l h-a-s-n-o-n-a-m-e you can also find the gaming podcast that i do with kyo timber and fangirl called Podosaurus. This week, we talked about the lovely spooky stuff because of the good old spooky month here. And we talked about not only gaming, we talked about movies and things that spook us in the night, so to speak. I did not have a good time with that episode. I'll just say that much, but you can check.
3: Was your list like
0: super longer than everybody else's? I Well, I mean, I have a fear of inanimate objects, so that doesn't really.
1: <laughs> oh, you should have brought me in on that, but I'm not really scared of anything. Yeah, so I'm lame on that aspect. <laughs>
0: But yeah, you can just check out KoRU Hunter, same as his Twitch handle on all podcasts, streaming services. You should find it there. But yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Iba, Bang Dream, Seiyu's, Pro Wrestling, Bang Dream, and the World Series as of late. And did I mention Bang Dream? Yes, Bang Dream. Where can we find you, Luna?
1: You can find me on my anime list, Anime Planet, Letterboxd, Twitter, at Lunamaria87, or Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna. And you can see me tweet about lately, it's all about the horror movies, so, and some music, but mainly the horror stuff.
3: And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at Gray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. I entering the last leg of Common Rider Drive and I, I forgot like how amazing that season was so if you're a Common Rider fan follow me there I I mean half of what I talk about is Common Rider
0: but yeah I want to say thank you very much for listening to this very special episode of Ungeakadu and hopefully we'll see you again next time I'm your host Ken saying thank you very much and have a great day aloha
1: thank you for listening to today's episode We will see you next week.
3: Thank you everybody for tuning in to this very special episode. It was really great to revisit these guys and we're looking forward to our next regular episode. Have a good week.
2: So thanks for having me on the show and uh, thanks to everyone who's listening. And also because I didn't get to plug it earlier, if Scandal listens to this or if someone from her listens to this, please give us more Tomomi vocals.